Welcome to the Geek and I podcast. We are part of the Geek News Now podcast network. Visit them online at geeknewsnow.net for all your geeky news and everything you need to know about upcoming TV, movies, and comics. We are sponsored by Sumner Twins Talent. Visit them online at facebook.com slash Sumner Twins. And you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash geek and I podcast. So let's bring him in one more time, my cohort in crime here on the airwaves, with his really terrible towel, Mr. Jeff Dickinson. Hey, John. How you doing, brother? Good, sir. How are you? Doing most excellent. Very so, thankful. Yes, I see you have your terrible towel there. Why, why is that towel terrible? Well... You follow the tradition. There's a certain guy here that was dedicated to. I'm not gonna spoil it for all you guys who are Don Steeler fans, but hey, we're doing pretty good. We got a game coming up here. It's very important. And what better way to celebrate things thankful than being thankful for your team doing awesome? Well. We are also thankful for our guest today on the on the show. Would you like to do the introduction? Oh man, we're amongst horror royalty once again. This woman is such an amazing talent. I'm very pleased to welcome to the show Miss Betsy Baker. Good afternoon, Miss Baker. How are you? Hello, guys. Hello. Hello. I'm well, and also a Steelers fan. We have a number of terrible towels here, too. My husband is a huge Steelers fan. Go Steelers on Thanksgiving Day. So I understand your excitement, Jeff. Yes, everywhere around the house. Yes. I'm a Giants fan, so I guess would just leave me out of this. Next year's pick, you get better. (laughs) I don't know. I don't. You know what? I watched the first game of the season, and then I'm like, oh, gosh. These guys stink. What else is on? That's about as far as I get. Well, it's just a rebuilding year. Well, it's a rebuilding decade, I think, for the for the Giants. Kind of like my Mets. I'm a Mets fan too, so I I get. I wasn't. I I'm like I got the double whammy. So Mets and Giants. So. How are you doing? How are you doing, Miss Baker? How are things where you are? You know, I thank you. I'm actually doing really well. You know, it's a it's a strange and interesting time this year. Um, uh, I don't like to say difficult. To strange and interesting, and and we're all going to get through it the best we can and should. And um, you know. Uh, our, our forefathers, and I don't mean to be talk about this just on Thanksgiving, but our forefathers and our ancestors and our grandparents and great-grandparents had trials and tribulations of their own. And so um, this too shall pass. And But other than that, I'm doing fine. My family is healthy, knock on wood. Um, it's, uh, I'm in Southern California, kind of gray and gray, which I absolutely love. So... Uh, yeah, all is well. I, I can't complain. I often do, but I, I shouldn't and can't. So we we know you 
possibly best from the uh, the movie that I would say started. I guess the 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 modern horror genre, the way they the way things are filmed and and shot and the effects and stuff um, from the early '80s, The Evil Dead. I wanted to ask you, how did you get involved? How did you get? Were you part of the gang that uh, everybody hung out together, or were you called in by um, Sam Raimi and and the guys? How did you get involved in that? I was. I know that uh, some people seem to think there's a lot of connection with us living in Southeast Michigan, and some of us going to Michigan State University, where the Spartans are, uh, Big Ten. Um, but we went to school at different times and we did not know each other while Bruce, no, I'm sorry, while Rob and Sam and I attended Michigan State University because we attended at different times. But in the meantime, I had graduated and um, moved down to Florida to do some professional singing and, and, and things that moved to Detroit, from which I'm not from Detroit. I moved to, to um, experience the other side of the state of Michigan and try and get into acting. And I had an agent and and he called me one day and said, uh, we're not providing any sort of meeting or audition for you, but there's three, there's three young men. She didn't even call them gentlemen, which they were, but she said, there's three young men that are, are wanting to do a movie, a horror movie. And they, they have contacted me. They would like to meet with you. And I said, okay, she goes, yeah, it's a little ambiguous, but they want to meet with you. And so to make it so to make you feel comfortable, they're happy to meet with you in a public restaurant. OK, so we went to we all this public restaurant, which sadly, I think, has has closed recently called Pasquale's. Um, for those of you in the Detroit area, it's on Wood, it was on Woodward Avenue. And it was just a good old fashioned Italian restaurant. And I went about two or three in the afternoon um and they were back in a corner waiting for me and they were like young kids they were i mean i don't know if sam was i guess he was 20 but they were young kids they were literally drinking pepsi colas with straws and blowing the the uh, wrappers off the straws waiting for me to mean this is what i was dealing with so i i felt fairly safe you know just mary um larry mo Curly, to which they all really love. So I felt pretty safe. We had a meeting. We talked. Uh, they were interested in perhaps doing a horror movie. And then they followed up with, well, would you like to meet with us to read a few scenes? So we met in Sam's parents' basement because that's where actually Sam was living at the time. And we went in through the back door, this you know beautiful home, and down the basement step and did a few scenes. And then they asked me if I, right then, and they asked me if I would like to be a part of it. So I took on the job because I thought it would be a great experience. I had never really worked on a film, even in college, though I got my education with a minor in classical voice. Clearly, I had never worked on a, a feature film, let alone a, um, uh, a horror film. Uh, I... on because we also decided to do the job in in Tennessee because they had suspected that the weather would get very cold in uh, Michigan 
So I said, well, I've never really been to Tennessee except to drive through it. So yeah, that sounds fun. So that's literally how we got involved. That's how we got involved. So you just met in a restaurant and you said, let's go make a movie in the woods. (laughs) So let me ask you, uh, I was reading somewhere that, um, that sounds familiar. (laughs) I don't know. Is it, is it true that you guys got lost on your first day of filming in the woods? I say, say that again. Is it true that you guys got lost on uh, the first day of filming, got lost in the woods? What a- oh, yeah. There were a bunch of us. We drove down, actually, in, the, in, a, van, in a large van with a lot of equipment and some of the talent, and, and we got lost. Yeah, we were trying to get to Morristown, Tennessee, and uh, we got lost on the way there. On the first day of shooting, we got lost, which is only like two minute shot on, literally. So yeah, it's, it's we didn't have GPS, we didn't have computers, we didn't have cell phones. So yeah, we it just yeah, we got lost. Did you did, now? I was looking at. I was watching the movie the other night, and I have an issue putting in my contact lenses. Those lenses that they were wearing were I, like they looked like shot glasses. Were they hard to get in? And and did they did they leave any? They like was they? Did you have eye problems uh, after? They were called plastic scleral lens. Yes. Well, you cannot. They're hard, so um, not. They, they sound just like this. So little phone is on a little platform now, and it sounded just like that. And they're hard and plastic. They look like a small coffee cup. <laughs> really? And we had to be trained how to be an ophthalmologist or, or an ob—not ob, an obstetrician, an ophthalmologist. I don't know. Maybe could have been. And um, he actually came down to Tennessee to make sure we were wearing them right. And the rule was they could not be in for more than 10 minutes because it was blocking all the air, all the air and oxygen to our eyeballs. And of course, Sam took advantage of that all the time. And so your eyes got very dry, which then proceeded to pose the problem of get out because they were sticking to our eyeballs. So yeah, that was, I did not have wow. a problem, but I know both Teresa, um, uh, Sarah York, a.k.a. Teresa Tilly and Ellen Sandweiss had a lot of problems with them. Right. Yeah. Was, hey, so, guess what? You want to know something? Oh, no. <laughs> so do you, do you still, okay. do you still talk with some of the cast members? Oh gosh. Yes. Uh, I talked to uh, Sarah York, a all the time, sometimes three or four times a week. Um, we are in negotiations for something special right now. All four of the actors, all five of the actors. I, I can't really say, but I will at some point. I, I, we will be announcing it very, very soon. And um, 
But yes, Teresa and I are very, very dear friends. I talk to Rich every once in a while. Uh, once in a blue moon, we talk to Bruce. And, and uh, we text a lot, Ellen. The, you know, the ladies of the Evil Dead used to see each other a lot more until the pandemic because we were going to conventions um, mm -hmm. three or four times a year. So we would spend, you know, a week with each other or a long weekend. And sometimes, actually... When we would go over to conventions in Europe, we would actually tag on a little trip. And sometimes Ellen and I would go in a day or so early. So um, it's a real special, unique relationship that not every working business, whether it's built, whether it's the entertainment industry or whatever, has that connection. It, you know, it, it's a unique relationship that we continue to have for many reasons. One of them, honestly, is being because of the continuing cult presence of the movie. We can't avoid being in contact with each other, but it's a good thing right. because we get together and all laugh and, and enjoy each other when we see each other. So that's, that's really kind of nice. So how has, um, how has that changed? How has 2020 changed, um, you know, your life as far as, um, do you feel a difference in virtual conventions compared to being there in person with the fans? Is there, is there an emotional disconnect kind of when you're, when you're doing it, um, like, like a virtual convention? Absolutely there is. I mean, you know, we've been to... A number of events the last 19, 20 years. I mean, you know, three, four, five a year. And we've enjoyed every single one of them. Maybe not for the venue, maybe not for the location, maybe not for the um, change in schedules with each of our... 20 years ago, none of the three actresses, I can speak for them because we speak for each other all the time with ladies of the evil we had no idea this um occult following absolutely no idea i mean we were busy either acting or working in our own businesses raising a family whatever and we had no idea um so to go out and meet the fans and say thank you to them over and over again in different cities and in different venues has really been a lot of fun so we really really miss that we we Really, really. Now, when um, when you go to the, you know, over the years you've you've done hundreds, I I would assume conventions. Is there is there one particular story from a convention, from you know your experiences that always sticks out in your mind? That wow, that's a that's you know, I can't believe that happened. Type of moment. there's a lot of people that come up to our tables or what all about, you know, getting an autograph or a signature. We, we actually engage in conversation and, and what we're doing now and how we got the movie, just much like the questions that you're curious about. 
And there are so many people that say toward my character in the way, oh my gosh, that's I cannot believe how scared I heard the laugh. I to this day I, I cannot hear the laugh. I, I just cringe or I just double over in agony. I, I just can't hear it. It just gave me a nightmare. And as soon as they leave the table and walk away after we've said our goodbyes, I'll invariably just it's pretty funny and we all have a good joke about it because they'll turn around and go, No, don't but you know, it's sort of t- on. So I always do the last for anybody asks. Right, right. Now I've I've been um, since we had you booked. I've been uh, going through the internet and looking at some photographs that come up when you when somebody googles somebody, um, and one of them happened to to come up um, from a convention. Can you tell me if you remember this moment and what what this was like when I show it, show it to you? Ready? Can you see oh, that yeah. one? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Okay. That, I think one woman, her name escapes me right now. I think it starts with... Yeah, and she said, uh, there are lots of people that say, I have something to show you. And you go, oh, gosh, what is it? I don't know what it is. Maybe it's a broken actress. All of a sudden, she said, well, I'm going to have to, you know, lift up my pants leg. And I went, okay, whatever. And there I am, right on her ankle or right on her her calf. It's tattoos that we have seen. Um, which John and Jeff remind me of a story. There is, there was a young man who came to a Burbank, California convention, and he was just really a, a lovely young man. He was with his with his girlfriend and said, lay up his cargo shorts and at the very, very top of his thigh. And I mean the very top of his thigh. In a huge tattoo were the three of us ladies um, uh, ladies of the evil dead in tattoo and we said wow that's something that's... <laughs> and now, Jeff... well, I sign your names underneath all of your so that was awkward but of course we applied so uh, next day uh we were invited the screening and he was there and he said ladies I have something to show you. And I, I said, we also remember, we, we've already, you've already shown and gotten our signatures tattooed underneath. So interesting story. But this week, I think she was a nurse. I think she's actually one of our, our first responders. But there I am on the side of her leg laughing away. Yeah. For eternity. Eternity. Now, Betsy, I'd like to ask you a question if you don't mind. Remember, there was a small little movie you did a favor for. It's called Lake Erie. Can you share your experiences about Lake Erie? Oh my God. Uh, <laughs> well, what I'm is, is that. 
they had put out a resubmission after an actress could not get it. Um, and I submitted and um, the producer and the director or the executor made me go through a number of steps to prove that it was me. I said, no, it's really me. This, this is, it's me. I, you know, so we worked that out and I got there and um, is that experience film in the pictures at home? Which, by the way, I actually didn't experience it myself, but enough in our cast and crew did. And once I heard that, I just was, I, ne I asked to never be alone in a room. So a lot of times in this, they'd have the cast and the crew. maybe often or I'd be working on my lines and I just asked that I never be left alone um, in a room, especially when we were doing night shoots. Yeah. That, that was, was not um, because there were other members of the cast and the crew that definitely, definitely experienced um, something interesting. And it was, uh, it was, it's an interesting, uh, movie uh with lance hendrickson and we never met we never worked together we never met you know i was with uh, marilyn and we only met one day her last day of shooting was my first day so you know i think it's a very clever concept it's an amazing story about a young woman who is uh recently deceased and and moves into her late husband's home on her own and discovers all these strange and unusual things. So, but I didn't have really weird experiences, Jeff. I made sure that I, <laughs> you know, I kept myself protected from having weird experiences, but I know others did. You? I, I tell you what, that house is haunted. That's all I got to tell you. And I dare you to spend one night by yourself. Now, do do you can you can you speak of? Yeah. Um, uh, I was looking at the uh, your IMDb page, and you have one that's in pre-production. Jeff, um, did you want to ask her about the one that's in pre-production? Well, Betsy, what are your thoughts of being part of Harvest Moon? Can you repeat that again? What are your thoughts about being a part of Harvest Moon with that such an iconic cast? You know, I'm fine with it. In our early discussions, in our early discussions, I was excited about it. I, I don't know what the status is right now. Um, you know, a lot of productions, a lot of people think that productions movie right now, but a lot of times it takes a lot of pre-production. Um, I don't know what I, I haven't heard lately, Jeff, what's going to happen. Have you? Well, they're supposed to be filming next year because of the pandemic. They got a little backtracked, but I was more talking about the cast. You know, you, you have a new member, Mr. Robert England coming aboard. I figured we got the iconic Betsy Baker. We got Lance and we got Robert. That makes for a killer flick in my eyes. 
Yeah, I hope. Fingers crossed. Right? It will happen. Promise. So what else do you have? Um, what else do you have coming up on your on your docket as far as projects that you can talk about? What do, you, what do you have coming up uh, well, in the future? I'm actually recurring on the recurring on the show, the Connors, which is the old uh, Roseanne show, and it has evolved in really funny. Uh, actually, my first. Uh, uh, um, airing is tonight november 25 and then i'm on two times in december and um it's it's a day an episode of a new show that's coming out in the winter i think an ed helms show Rutherford falls and it's a comedy dramedy comedy dramedy comma it's a comma it's a comma or a drama comedy and um and then a project that we hope to be able to announce in the next few days so keep it on later so that we can um you know uh our facebook page ladyevildead.com will will make that announcement so that should be coming soon okay well we look forward to that now let me ask you since um for our for our listeners out there this episode is being recorded on uh, November 25th, Wednesday before Thanksgiving. Um, what do you have planned um, as far as the Thanksgiving feast for uh, for the family? I'm sorry, can you re repeat that we one? Sure, sure. This this episode is being recorded on the twenty fifth, the Wednesday before Thanksgiving. What do you have uh, planned for the Thanksgiving feast? Didn't get anything? What do I have? Been Jeff, maybe she can. Maybe she can hear you better. Ask her. Ah. He's uh, asking about your feast. <laughs> oh my feast and mashed potatoes sweet potato casserole let's see dressing uh, uh, squash casserole uh let's see green bean casserole we have every year uh, uh 1950s 1960s um family feast uh we have a daughter and her husband and and a small child coming it's very very quiet until around 5 30 pacific standard time because that's when the steelers uh play on television and um so yeah, yeah it's gonna be a very quiet weekend here quiet very grateful very thankful very blessed weekend but very quiet yeah right right well go we, steelers we... and their terrible towels okay no, go ahead with the steelers please so I just wanted to say we are very thankful that you um, were able to spend some time with us and, uh, you know, taking taking your time out of the kitchen 
um, and the giblets and the, uh, the the green bean casserole. And we're thankful that uh, you were able to spend some time with us today. Um, any anything anything uh, you'd like to say to the fans out there um, before we close this down? Well, thank you. Thank you, Betsy. We really appreciate your time. Um, we will look forward to your coming announcements and the, uh, the, the features that you're in and, uh, take, uh, take a look at the Connors, uh, next time it's on ABC and then, uh, later on in December. Thank you very much, Betsy. Have a great Thanksgiving. We uh, really appreciate your time. Thank you, Betsy. All right, Jeff, that'll bring us to another close of the Geek and I podcast. Anything you want to uh, get going for the collector zone? You want to get rid of that towel? You want to sell that towel on the collector zone for maybe uh, somebody to, 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 to clean their car off with? This is a 75th anniversary towel. No. But the collector zone still has some cool stuff being uh, shown on the channel. Uh, we still got kicking it with Killer Flick. Um, also, um, we'll be doing some more cool unboxings. I just recently did a really cool unboxing. Go check it out. But I want to tell everybody, uh, tomorrow's Thanksgiving. You're watching a pre-recorded show. And I'm very thankful for everybody being a part of not only the Collector Zone, but the Geek and I family for showing some love. Hitting that comic bell so that way you're to know for the next video but most important for subscribing showing that special love that we appreciate the most thank you so kindly yes thank you everybody for uh, tuning into this episode of the geek and i podcast we are part of the geek news now podcast network visit them online at geeknewsnow.net and we are sponsored by sumner twins talent for all uh, your gaming needs you can head on over to metallic dice games Everything you need there for your gaming experience, use code GNN at checkout and save 10%. Thank you, Jeff. Have a wonderful Thanksgiving uh, in the past because this episode will air in the future. And uh, we will see you next time. On the next one. On Layers. the next one.